Unbelievable. I'm never gonna get out of here. Guy goes to pee, never comes back. It's like a science fiction story. Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. This week we're here to review one of my top five favorite episodes of all time of Seinfeld. I absolutely adore this episode. I think it's hilarious from start to finish. It is the parking garage. I'm Dander. <laughs> I'm Guy. <laughs> nice to be here talking Seinfeld with my man Brendan Dando. Uh, indeed, a very Seinfeld episode. This, and I think you know what I mean when I say that. It's a... Uh, the show about nothing. It's the sequel to the Chinese restaurant. So basically, if, if you're yeah. trying to explain to somebody who doesn't quite get the concept, what do you mean a show about nothing? It has to be about something. You showed them this episode. It's like nothing. Pretty much. Things That's are happening, I mean, but yeah. it's nothing, though. It's not, What's happening is nothing. It's the opposite of a very special episode. Yeah, but I just <laughs> adore it for that. I absolutely love this. I've, I've, I remember this is one of the episodes I've watched going, I get it now. I understand what the hype's <laughs> about. I, I understand now. In saying that... I'm not going to disrespect your taste or this episode of Seinfeld, but I think this is one of the episodes that I admire and appreciate more than enjoy, which is not to say that I did enjoy it. I got a lot of laughs out of it. I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. But this is one of those ones where it's like, oh, I really dig what you're doing here. It, you're sort of pointing going, you, good for you. <laughs> I completely agree. It's, it's, I think that certainly plays a part in it being one of my favorites because I just love how different and off the wall it is it's just it's nothing like what was happening in sitcoms at that point in time and still to this day they very are uh, i guess so shows do like for example the fly episode from breaking bad i guess th- th- that yeah. sort of spawned from things like this yeah that, that yeah. episode you're watching you get to the end and you go what the fuck wait did i just watch for 45 minutes wait a minute <laughs> whereas you know the episode we discussed last time around the library that's mm. that's more the type of seinfeld episode that i like yep big long and, dialogue yeah yeah i'd have to give it a lot of thought as to why i prefer one over the other uh it's not to say that i don't like both as, as i'm saying but uh yeah something like the parking garage i'm more I, as i said got a lot of a kick out of it but mm. the main thing in my mind was like you pulled it off that's really good. Nice work. It's like being impressed by a really good stunt or something, or a, or a really nice magic trick. Yeah, a, a street performer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm never impressed by street performers. Get a real job. I love how um how relatable this episode is because we've all been in that situation where we've gone, fuck, I swear the car was here. <laughs> or we'd be with somebody who was like that which is why I think the stand up in this episode because it was so relatable to what the story of the episode was as well that moment where Joe's explaining the look where they go once they look backwards yeah. you know it's all over <laughs> nobody looks backwards when they know where they're going <laughs> but yeah definitely one of my favourite episodes of all time as I said it's one of the episodes where you can really show somebody this is what they mean by this is the show about nothing yeah. I really like how from the very first scene they set up for Jerry George and uh, Elaine, a reason for them to have to get out of the car park ASAP. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very clever in that regard. And yes. Kramer's just so like, blase, yeah, we'll get there. No worries. It, it never stresses. I think this episode's really great at highlighting how carefree Kramer is. <laughs> he's, he's wacky, but it's like it's, he's also just like, whatever, mate. I just take every day as it comes. I just live every moment. Who gives a shit? Stress less, yeah. mate. Well, true, but you know, he's probably got very little going on in his life, so he doesn't have to be anywhere mm. by yeah, you know, a certain time or you know, have pets that he has to feed or anything like that. Any of the sort of the, the minutiae that uh, clutters up the rest of our lives. <laughs> Do you think an episode like this where nothing's really happening, it's all on the one stage, on the ones in the one set. Do you think this would be harder to write or easier? That's a really good question, actually. Because you've uh, got to because you've got to keep the audience engaged without having new scenes and new sets. True, but the location of of this particular episode of Parking Garage, I mean, it does enable people to come in and out of the frame, in and out of the story. It, it gives you a bit of leverage to have certain situations. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'd be necessarily more difficult, but I think you'd certainly have to, you know, set yourself some ground rules. Yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to be successful with, um, you know, a one location story set in a, in, a, in a particular time frame, you can't really cheat too much, can you? I think no. it's like, 
yeah, you've got certain parameters to work with. Let's work within those. Now, there's that old saying that, you know, limitations can be, you know, a real boon to creativity. You know, if you've got so much to work with that you can almost overcome any problem, then not that you get lazy, but having to sort of think on the fly and come up with, oh, Sometimes you're more creative. You are, yeah, yeah, and really interesting to see creative decisions can come out of that. Yep, and yep. I think that was, and I think that might have been the case here. I love how I'm reading up on how they actually filmed the episode. So they gutted the whole soundstage, took all the sets oh, wow. out, monks out, Joe's apartment. They even removed where the audience sat, so they could build the parking <laughs> garage. Now, did, now, do you say garage? I'm, I'm sorry. If I'm saying I'm going to put something in the garage. <sighs> garage. I say garage. I think. I think I say garage. Garage, not garage. It's like I always think of the Simpsons. Garage. Like, garage. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but but that's I think we've said this before now. It's one of those things when the minute you start thinking about how you say it, you start second guess how you, you say you forget. it. Yeah, yeah. But Garage? Yeah. <laughs> garage? Garage? Gar- garage? Nic- Nicholas says garage. Garage. They say garage in England. Oh well. In the garage. That's just weird. Anyway, but yeah, so they, they gutted the whole set and um and built this this parking go- Garage. <laughs> Garage. <laughs> and, and they put mirrors on the walls to make it look bigger to give that vibe. So it wasn't actually all that big, but because the mirrors were there, it looked like it was going on forever. It looked like there were some scenes when they're saying, is it over there or is it over there? And you could, I don't know, maybe it was just the, the way I was looking at it. Maybe I wasn't wearing my glasses properly. <laughs> but it's like, that looks weird. That looks odd. And maybe they were going for some kind of slightly disorienting, surreal effect where yeah. it's like you how do you find your car in a place like this so maybe that was the case and maybe the mirrors had something to do with that I really loved the story about the ending of this right so this Tell episode me. was supposed to end with them all driving out the car legitimately fucked up at the end oh and they went with it <laughs> And they're like, because this is like the perfect ending. We could, really we, we, how did we not just write this into the script? You know, it was just like, I think this, I've watched a documentary. I'm pretty sure they say this is the moment where they knew, all right, the gods are in our favor. They, <laughs> they're working with us here. This show's going to, this show's going to make it because God wants us to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I broke out my little green highlighter that I yeah. use to illuminate uh, bits and pieces of episodes that I enjoy. And yes, the ending of this episode certainly get all got all green lit up because it, it really is just a terrific ending. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's so great. And they literally were supposed to get out and drive off at the end, but no, they're fucked up. If you actually watch close enough, you can see the other three people in the car pissing themselves laughing <laughs> as, as Michael Richards just just went with it. He just kept, kept trying to turn it over. And, oh, that's and, great. And Jason and um, Julia just pissing themselves laughing in the back seat. It's really great. It's a really good story, <laughs> that one. That is a good one, Stu. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favourites. But what was your favourite moment from this episode? Your favourite moment? Uh, well, let's see. As, as mentioned, yes, the ending, I think, is mm. just fantastic. One of the g- really great sort of cuts, comedy cuts, yep. is when the gang thinks they've, oh, they've found a good Samaritan who's going to help them, you know, scoot around and find their car. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, get out, get out. It's like- <laughs> It's just a fantastic cut and just, you know, paying out on Scientologists is always fun as well. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty neat. I didn't realise um, it was still a thing to or not still a thing, but a, a thing in nineteen ninety one or whenever this aired. I didn't realise Scientology was still getting the piss taken out of it. Yeah, I think it has for for some time. Okay. I mean I'm trying to remember when it sort of became really popular. It may have been a bit of both in the nineties in all honesty, because I mean you had guys like Travolta and, and Tom Cruise Basically coming out and saying, yeah, I'm into Scientology. And I feel like does for, this for me, Cruise was the one that made me aware of it. I think it might have been it might have been the case for me as well. I mean, I think I'd heard of it prior to, you know, some really high-profile people coming out and saying, Scientology, yeah. Um, but I remember reading some interview about the making of some Tom Cruise movie where he was preaching the, the benefits of it to the various cast and crew. And I think the director of the movie says, look, it's not necessarily my bag, but if it makes Tom Cruise Tom Cruise, then maybe. <laughs> so it's like yeah. mm, that could be interesting. And then you hear about how nuts it is. Um, I'm looking so, here. It says it's like as early as the 50s. 
Yeah, it's been around for a while. I'd have no idea. I, I, yeah, thought, I, thought, I thought it was something that Tom Cruise helped f- form. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's been around for a very long time. Yeah. But uh, I think the real the self-help movement in the 70s probably helped kickstart it a bit as well. Yeah, probably, Everyone yeah. was looking for ways for, you know, shortcuts to enlightenment and all that. Um, something else I, I really enjoyed... I like Michael Richards' physical acting. I think yeah, I'm not alone in, in saying that. I thought he did just a really good job with the awkwardness. I mean, there's nothing worse than handling a box that's just a little bit too big. It does, may not even be that heavy, but it's like, I can't. No, you know, apparently he put an air conditioner in the box. Oh, for real? Oh, was that the concrete? Maybe it's a concrete story. I'm pretty sure there was something uh, heavy. Air conditioner. The concrete thing sounds familiar. We've talked about that. Seinfeld. Let's have a look. Uh, uh, yes, in the parking garage, Michael Richards insisted on carrying an actual air conditioner through the entire okay. episode to make sure his struggle to carry it looked realistic. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it may well have been heavy, but it's more awkwardness just when something- It's like yeah, when you're holding like, a, like, a, you've, you've put stuff in, you've overloaded a plastic bag and it doesn't quite, you can't quite hold it, your hand, your fingers close together. You know yeah. what I mean? You've got to like hold it out. You're like, oh, what have I done? Yeah, so great. Really good physical acting by Michael Richards in that regard. And one of my favourite line readings, you know- We've said on this show and on other shows in the Four Finger Discount Network, you won't realise, oh, that line's from that episode. And it's just stuck with yes. you for some okay. reason. It may not be like a classic line or an all time line. It's just something that you remember. Although, yeah. Yeah. And Jason Alexander's reading of, I'm afraid I'll puncture my scrotum. I thought that was hilarious. I literally had to pause because I pissed my pants laughing. I just couldn't believe how great that was. <laughs> I can't carry a pen. I'm afraid I'll puncture my scrotum. <laughs> I'm like, I get, I get that. <laughs> I, I wholly get that. <laughs> so yeah, probably, probably my favourite uh, part of this episode was yes, Jason's uh, line reading of that particular line. There was three lines from George. There was that one for me. Also, we're like rats in some experiment, <laughs> and <laughs> and the final one was guy goes to pee, never comes back. It's like a science fiction story. <laughs> <laughs> just, I love. I thought George and this was so relatable because it's like deep down we all know this is how we would react in a situation when we had a, a mm. an important get together to or, uh, you know your, your parents oh, especially yeah. you don't want to let any parents but it's just like you're, you're pessimistic about everything it's like don't go that way you know what's going to happen if you go that oh my god she's going that way Jesus Christ and then when she goes see I told you this would happen (laughs) (laughs) have you started to reach the stage or if you had that moment of sort of enlightenment when you go Everything is going to take half an hour longer than you think it oh, will. Oh, mate! Look, look, for example, let's let's give a. Let's, well, you you would you would do that now that you've got the little. Let's ones. pull back the curtain. So we were supposed to record at five forty-five today. We started recording at six fifteen because I thought, ah, it's five o'clock. I'll have enough time to go to the supermarket with my young eighteen-month-old uh, daughter and get a few things for dinner and get back in time to record. Ah ah ah! No 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 no! Roadworks was the first obstacle to get around, which meant I had to go to a different supermarket. Which means I, you know, when you go to a supermarket, you're not really aware of, and it's like, oh, where where are the frozen peas? We've got for fuck's sake! Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got my particular coals that I go to. I start at the back aisle. I know I get cat food first. Yep. Then, yep, yeah, perfect. You go to another one. It's like, what the what? Where's the? Yeah, <laughs> you you fucking up my whole. Routine. You, you, you go on Costanza. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so that was the first thing. So I had to go to a different supermarket. Then it was busy and the car park was too small. And I was like, ah. And then there was like a bottleneck at the entrance and the exit. Did you Did you go to the Coles on Shannon Avenue? I did, yes. You know the one I'm talking about? It's chaos. That that car park is the worst. <laughs> it's fucking manic, mate. <laughs> Nobody likes it. I was, I was driving my mum around the other day. She said, oh, do we have to go to this one? This car park sucks. <laughs> no, you can't get in. You can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone parks at the Aldi That's across the I was, street. I'm like, next time I'm going to Aldi. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I ran into. My, I was going to the Coles the other day, and I ran into my sister because we both parked at the Aldi. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one said you go to Coles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Aldi, Aldi's always empty. Aldi, Aldi is great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you get some good stuff from there, but I needed Coles stuff today. But I wasn't going to park in the Coles car park. That Aldi is a third of the size, but the car park's three times the size. <laughs> <laughs> Who decides this shit? Um, anyway, so then mid-shopping, mm. Holly decides to shit her pants. And I was like, ah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> so then I have to, a screaming oh. child who's hungry, she's got shit all over her pants. I have to change a nappy. <laughs> and then Elliot, I suppose, I promised Elliot I'd get him Hungry Jacks. So because there was this deal on the Hungry Jacks app. It was like $5 for like 12 nuggets and two large chips. So I said, all right, mm. I'll get that. So what a deal. The, the app stopped working. I'm like, 
for God's sakes. <laughs> just, nothing was going right. I was like, oh my God. Anyway, but that, so I can understand, getting back to your the point, everything takes longer, especially when you've got a child. Yes. Like if I want to go <laughs> to the letterbox, that, that, that takes 20 minutes. Get, kids put their shoes on. Gonna get nappies changed. They're gonna have their drink bottles packed. They're gonna have not letterbox is over exaggeration. But if we're going to the park, right? It's a twenty minute like getting shit ready. You gotta get kids dressed, oh, bums changed, pack some snacks, pack some drinks, collect them up because they're running around being maniacs. Clean this up. It's just <laughs> it's it's fucking chaos, mate. But I wouldn't I wouldn't give it away for anything. No, but it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but what for for you? You've, you obviously you've hit that point in your life where everything takes half an hour longer. I I'm sort of renowned for being perpetually late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not not perpetually. I mean, one of my sisters is is worse. We give her the the half hour benefit every time. But guy is notorious for when I go to visit him. He opens the door and goes, "I thought it was tomorrow," and slams the door in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened maybe twice. <laughs> but yeah, my mum's notoriously late. We, all, we have a joke in the family. My mum's going to be late to her funeral. Oh, <laughs> but your sister, you said your sister's not always late. Is that right? Um, yeah, usually. But she doesn't care. Oh, she's not, not stressed about it. She's like Kramer, right? She's just like, whatever. I'll be fine. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you give the brief apology? And it's like, eh, yeah, we expected it. But I think I've come to, uh, <laughs> at this late stage of my life, I've come to the realisation. It's like, just... It's going to take half an hour longer than you expect, than you than you imagine it's going to. You can have the best laid plans yep. at half an hour, just in case. <laughs> Could you spell that, please? No. Next question. All right, trivia for the parking garage. My first question is, where was mm-hmm. the mall? That's in New Jersey, isn't it? Well done. Yes, yes. New Jersey. Okay, my first question to you. During Jerry's first stand-up, where does he want to go when he's looking at the map? Which store does he want to go to? Ooh, he does say so. You're right. Mm, nah, can't remember. What was it? It's The Gap. The Gap. What is The Gap? The Gap is a bit like a bit like Cottenham. <laughs> Our international listeners will go. No, I think I've Cottenham overseas. Oh, they, do they? Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The guy's worth 150 mil, so yeah, I imagine yeah. he's probably selling shit elsewhere. Whenever, whenever I hear The Gap, I think of when you're on the... Um, the the t- what's it the, the tube is that the tube in London mind the gap yeah mind the gap mind the gap <laughs> no the gap is yeah uh, you know, basic staple clothing jeans chinos t shirts shirts all that kind of business yeah. I really like it they used to have outlets in uh, in Australia they had one up in Melbourne Central I used to always get um <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like an STI though the gap <laughs> got, I, got, I got the gap. <laughs> I I think the clap is actually a really good name for an ST. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Got the clap. I don't know. Ah. Yay! Well done. You you got laid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so your next question. My next question is, where did Kramer think they parked the car? He thought they parked in Green 22. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of your questions, wasn't it? It was indeed. Cross it out. (laughs) the adult diaper industry is worth how much? Oh, uh, six hundred million a year. Yes, that is correct. A lot. <laughs> My final question is: What year anniversary were they celebrating? What wedding? Their forty seventh. Mm-hmm. Nicola and I will be celebrating. We just recently celebrated our ninth. Congratulations to you! Yes, we're closing in on a decade being married. Good goodness me! In two weeks' time, we would have met eleven years ago. Wow. Mm. The lovely Louise and I celebrated our third. Wow. So we are two we are two months into our third year. Were we doing this show when you met Louise? Or he mm, that's a good question. Where did we start? Early twenty twenty? Beginning the beginning of twenty twenty. I think we'd been Yes. We've We're been talking going- about four figure discount, by the way, not not this yeah, show. Not this so, yeah, show. So, yeah. I mean it would have been about that time. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. And I'm- your 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 last question? Okay, let me because I've got a couple here. Okay, hit me with them. How long will Kramer live to? Because he's not bothered. Uh, one hundred and ten, one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty. Yes. Mm. And one last question for you: Who coined the phrase? Sometimes even a picnic's not a picnic. Is that Jerry's dad? Close. George's dad. No. Jerry's, Jerry's mum. Granddad. Jerry's granddad, damn it. <laughs> I was like, who else do I know? <laughs> <laughs> Just naming relatives. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's generally something right. That is trivia for the parking garage. I can't, I can't now that I'm, I'm conscious about it. The parking garage. <laughs> garage. I'm going to say garage. That's what I say. The garage. In the parking garage. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. Mm. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Talking Seinfeld, you can support the show on Patreon, where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. If you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She is literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of the parking garage was October 30th, 1991, almost on Halloween. I mean, cool, it was Halloween-themed. Did they do a Halloween-themed Seinfeld? I don't think they did. I don't believe so. They weren't, they weren't big on the themed episode. No. Well, you know, the mantra is no hugging, no learning. So, I don't think yes. they'd get all Christmassy or Halloweeny because usually with those episodes, there's a bit of a message or meaning behind mm. them. And I don't think Seinfeld went in for that kind of thing, did it? Not at all. Uh, the episode was directed by Tom Sharones. It was his fourth one for the season, I believe, and it was written by the one and only Larry David. <laughs> so the episode kicks off with everyone just. Oh, I starts off with some stand-up, obviously. Actually, it does. Uh, finding finding a store in the mall. It does get like this, doesn't it? It's you look at, even to this day. I went to the Werribee Plaza uh, last week, and I'm like, this place is fucking huge. I, was yeah. like, I just want to find Big W, and I went to the map, and it's like Big W is this way, and I'm like. Could be, well, but, yeah, yeah, but where though? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you've got your the maps on your phone, yeah, and it's saying head northeast. On so, tell me to go left or right. Yes, <laughs> to take the third exit. I'm like, just tell me. I didn't bring a fucking compass. <laughs> just say go straight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're all walking through the parking garage. And they are walking down the stairs, taking the air conditioner back to the car. Jerry's complaining that, you know, we should be doing something better. Well, what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? We should be out of a picnic or something like that. It's easy to think, oh, yeah, I really should be doing something like a enjoying my life, like having a picnic or something like that. Invariably, when you get to a picnic, it's kind of like, can we wrap this Flies, up? Flies, it's windy. Yeah, can we wrap this up? Want to go home? <laughs> no, I've, had, I've had some very nice picnics in my life, but- while I've been enjoying them, uh, there's a small part of me, a little voice in the back of my head saying, wouldn't mind this being over so I can go home. <laughs> One question I've got is, I know it's somewhat believable, but why were they all going shopping with Kramer to help him find an air conditioner? Besides the fact that they needed all the, the people, all the characters there. Like, why was Elaine there? <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't think she went there especially for the fish. No. I mean, I'm guessing that, what, was it Kramer's car that they went in or Kramer borrowed a car or something like his that? his car, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, he's not accepting any help in terms of like, you need me to help you carry this air conditioner or anything like that. He can do that himself. So, he doesn't need anyone else there. But it doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah, I'm assuming that, you know, he's probably, Kramer's probably talked Jerry into going, come on, come to the mall. And, you know, Elaine probably overhears that, oh, that mall out of Jersey. Oh, I've been I've thinking about- you like in the food court. I've heard they've got a good pet shop or something, and then George is like, hey, I'll come. Yeah. <laughs> so- I don't want to be left out. Yeah, don't want to be left out. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to turn down a trip to the mall because you never know. There might be- Well, it could be fun to just go with your buddies, but also it's like, hmm, new mall. Might have a good shop. And something you, you get a little fish hook in your head of like, what if I miss out? What if they've got something that I really want? This happened to me the other day. The lovely Louise and I went to Melbourne. I went to the, a, a clothes shop, a you know, chain store. They had an item that I kind of liked, but I didn't buy. And then I thought, oh, I'll check it out and see if it's on, you know, if it's online. I'll put it in my wish list and then, you know, wait for it. Wait for it to maybe go down a bit. And it wasn't online. 
furious. I know. And then it was like, <laughs> this piece of clothing may not even suit me, but I want it. I but really, I wanted it. I really want it. And it became so frustrating because I tried calling the store. No one was answering the phone. They were too busy packing it for themselves. Pretty much. <laughs> I went to the local outlet of that chain and said, you don't have this item online, and I saw it at this one store. Do you think you might be able to ship it down here? Do you have the serial number? Do you have the SKU? Oh, yeah, the SKU. Because yeah, uh, of my, where I went now, I always make sure I have the SKU. They always want the SKU. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't have that, but I've given you all this other information. It's black, and it looks like a T-shirt. Yeah, can, can you call this Can you call this other place? Uh, but I wouldn't know what to ask for. Like, fuck you. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it for me. <laughs> In the end, I fu- yeah, after lots of... In various investigation and whatnot, find yeah. out they actually did have it at the local outlet oh. out the back somewhere. So, <laughs> so now I've got it there waiting for me. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, it so all worked out in the end. So it all worked out. I'm looking at it today going, do I really want this? <laughs> <laughs> the chase was better than actually getting it. It really was. But for days, I was like, oh, this, this one particular piece of clothing, it's just going to change my whole life. <laughs> Is it sexy undergarments for yourself? To no, no. It's just a bullshit bloody Henley t-shirt. <laughs> I've got like eight of them in various colours. But not, not in this shade of purple. But not in this particular shade. That may not even be my shade. It might, um, you know, uh, some listeners, um, uh, fans, uh, fans, Facebook friends of the show and patrons mm. and that may have saw, may have seen that on Facebook recently I put up an old photograph of myself. Yeah, I saw from, that, yeah. From like the 90s with a full head of hair. But it's me sort of looking a bit, not like a fat Conan O'Brien. Because <laughs> my hair looks sort of red and my face is very red. Um, and like, eh, don't, does someone with that colouring want to be wearing a purple thing? I don't know. It might not look good. I might look like a thermometer. So um, we'll fi- We shall find out. We shall indeed. Sorry, I've distracted. I've, I've run away with my personal anecdote. Let's get back to the parking garage. <laughs> well, George has explained that how you should see his dad when he's looking for a new car. I'm like, I can totally buy this. This is like me. This is like me when I'm fucking shopping for something. I shop all the different shops. I go on Google. Right, what have they got it for? Right, that one's $6 cheaper. Right, we go, that's that's the starting point. We're going yeah. there. <laughs> then I'll go to that one and say, can you match that price? Like, it's $4 cheaper. I'm like, can you match that fucking price? It's a real compulsion, isn't it? I've, yeah. I get, I get the feeling I would be just affronted I'd be personally insulted if I bought something and then realised, hey, wait a minute, I could have got that for like 10 bucks less. Oh, I was so angry. There was this thing that Elliot wanted for Christmas and I thought I'd done such a good thing. It was worth 250 and I found someplace selling it for 100, uh, 180 and I was like, all right, what a deal. $70 off. What a deal. And then I went on Google and this place had it for 150 I oh. died inside. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. There was this... Uh, Box of Blu-rays that uh, that I bought either last year or the year before, uh, and every they they kept marking the price up and down, up and down, up and down. Just stick to something. Yeah, I was like, I've got another cheap price. And the minute you hit the, um, you put it in your basket. It's like, sorry, sold out. You know, it's like, yeah. you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, got, eventually, like, you know what? You really want it. Just you, buy it. Just buy it. You're going to enjoy it. But for then the every of, once in a while, saving twelve dollars, just fucking buy it. Yeah, and every once in a while, in my on my Amazon wish list or just on my Amazon, hey, you like this thing? It'll come up, and it's like this is ninety bucks cheaper now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's, uh, things like music and movies, it's always cheaper. Nicholas said to me the other day, she goes, "Babe, you do realize just because something is cheap doesn't mean you need it." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, shut up. So we took a little ride. What's the big deal? Well, at least you accomplished something. You got fish. Oh, big accomplishment. Fish. What are they doing? George is concerned that it's five o'clock and he's going to be late for his parents' anniversary dinner slash show. Good on George taking his parents out for their anniversary. Dinner and a show. And he, well, you know, it's going to be traffic. There's always traffic. What if we go the other way? There is no other way. There's traffic no matter which way you go. I'm like, that's Geelong now. It really is, isn't it? It used, it used to be, you ha- you, if you lived in Geelong, you knew the ways to go. doesn't matter anymore. Where are you from? Fuck, you fucked either way you're going. <laughs> Welcome to Old Man Yells at Cloud Hour. <laughs> brought, brought to you by Seinfeld. That's why I love Seinfeld so much. I'm like, that's right. Well, it's fucked. <laughs> Kramer starts looking puzzled. And I was like, that's it. That's the moment. When, when they go, mm. when you can see in the head, when they're going, wait a minute, I'm like, you don't want that look. Where's the car? Well, I, I thought it was here. You don't know where we parked? Oh. <laughs> this is great. Look, I thought it was green 22. 
I remember orange. I thought it was orange. I didn't pay attention. Oh, this is just what I knew. Uh, I'm sure it's right around here. Yeah, yeah, it looks familiar. I remember the elevator. There's elevators all over. Everything looks the same. But like rats in some experiment. You don't necessarily have to carry a pad and pen, but are you very diligent about D23? We're in D23. I always do that after I say, remember, we're in the itchy lot. I have to say that first, get it out of my system. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I usually key it into my phone. That's very good, yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm notorious for... I hate it, though, when you go to, you know, Karaya Village here in Geelong, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have any markings. It's just you got to have a rough idea. Um, yeah. I remember walking towards the door, and it looked like it was from this angle. Yeah. <laughs> you find a landmark. You yeah. Know, it's like, okay, if I'm facing... Yes, if I'm facing towards the sun... Then so and so is on my right, <laughs> and then the sun goes down. Like, oh, oh yeah. you're like, oh wait, the, now the sun's over there. Where, where am I? <laughs> the sun's a bad example because the sun moves. Okay, yes. Uh, they all point out where they think that they entered. George is muttering to himself, "Yeah, just write it down. It's not that hard." I was like, it's, it's so George. He's just so angry all the time. And like, this, you know, what the thing is, George, you didn't do it either. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> Elaine realizes that she has two hours for the fish to live, so she's, she's got to get out of this out of this um this car park. What she could have done was probably go back to the pet shop and just put the fish back if she really wanted to. True, but Jerry complains, so Kramer suggests, "Why don't you go go behind that car? You'll be fine." He's like, "No, you, what did you say? <laughs> too I, much it, urinary freak." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud to hold it in. It builds character. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be a nation of holies just shitting our pants in the supermarket. Exactly right, <laughs> Elaine thinks that she sees it and there's nothing worse when you're looking for something and someone points out I've got it and they don't have it it's like why did you yell it out if clearly that is not the car <laughs> that is clearly not what we're looking for there's always that one person They she always gets run over this is where Kramer decides he's going to put the air conditioner at where Mr. Davis what location uh, uh, it is hold one second a purple 23 purple 23 remember that remember that everybody <laughs> write that down uh, then the fish they're labouring they're not doing too well and this is where George brings out, if, if, I'm not, if I'm not there in time, there's going to be an aggravation installment plan. We've got compounding years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a great turn of phrase. That's, a, that's some real classic Larry David stuff, yeah, I reckon. It, it, you can really tell when Larry writes an episode, can't you? Mm. It, just, it, it feels like Curb. It just, you know, I guess when, when Larry writes George, because George was based on Larry, mm. I think George just always comes across so much better when Larry writes because he's just writing for himself. Just, oh, absolutely. It just, yeah. just feels more George. Um, Jerry brings up the conversation about, <laughs> we've all had this. So he left his jacket on the bus when he was 14. Mum still says, make sure you hold on to your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, a shout out, a rest in peace to actress Estelle Harris, who played Mrs. Oh, Costanza. Shit. We should have started the episode with that, of course. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We'll do it now. But a, a shout out and. Uh, a fond farewell to, yes, to Miss Harris, who um, not only uh, played George's mother, she was the voice of Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. Yes, exactly right. I, as a kid, remember George's mum annoying me because it just felt like she's, she's yelling all the time. It just, I didn't mm. get the, the, the comedy. It was just, why is she yelling all the time? And now I watch the dynamic between her and Jerry Stiller, and it's just the fucking greatest. It just really is. When he just yells back at her, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Jerry Stiller. The unsung hero of Seinfeld, I tell you. I would have to agree with you on that point. <laughs> Bit of just, an MVP, that one. Oh, man, so good. And we haven't even got to him yet. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not on this level. <laughs> what? There's four different levels. Maybe we're on the wrong level. How long was the escalator ride up? It felt like a couple of months. You should always bring a pad and a pen. I can't carry a pen. I'm afraid I'll puncture my scrotum. <laughs> Tough enough on one level, add multiple levels into that, yeah, it'll just do your head in. Mess with your brain. This we said, well, you should carry around a pen in your pocket. I can't. I'm afraid I'm going to punch in my scrotum. I'm like, I've been there, buddy. I think we've all had that moment where we've put our pen in our, in our pocket and gone, we're going to make sure it points outwards and not inwards. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever sat down and the pen stabbed you in the leg? Probably when I was very little, yes. Yeah, and and yeah. then learn my lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Dad. Well, the thing fool, is, fool me twice. Yeah. Bit of advice: never put pens in pockets anyway, because they fucking explode. Well, true. Don't do it. Silly. Get yourself a nice pencil case. This is where the woman then arrives and she's yelling at her child, and I was like, "Good for George, standing up for the kid. What a shithead kid." <laughs> the jumper 
on that kid, first of all. Well, oh, what was it? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, I was, it was just I was this at, really uh, shitty sweater. <laughs> I was looking at the haircut. <laughs> yeah, a little bowl haircut is the... Uh, <laughs> shouldn't say he was an ugly child, but it's like, eh, yeah. You, oh, they made him look like a shithead. Yeah, you just look like a brat. <laughs> they always have the children as real shitheads in Seinfeld, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Except for the kid that was being chased. What was it? Run, Johnny, or whatever. <laughs> when, when Joe went for a massage. Kramer now thinks that he's found it. And Joe says, that's it. No more. Unless we're sitting in the car, uh, no one say anything. Uh, the fish's eyes are now getting very cloudy. Oh, oh wait. Those are your eyes. <laughs> 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 Elaine then decides she's going to start asking people if they can give her a lift. And I was like, I like the sentiment, but I don't think this would ever work, Elaine. It Who's going to drive around a fucking car park to no. help find your car? Never. I wouldn't do this. Like, if someone walked up to you and said, would you mind driving me around for five minutes to try and find my car? It ain't happening. I'd be like, What's the angle here? What's going on? You would have to be very in need, shall we say. Yeah. You would You would have to be very evident to me that this is something you cannot do yourself. Otherwise, you have made your bed and now you must lie in it. Elaine asked the couple to drive him around. No, <laughs> we're not skinheads. We're not skinheads. <laughs> then the girls laugh at her. Evil. Quite rude. And the guy just completely ignores her. I want to say, that looked like Larry Charles to me. I was thinking that myself. I don't know. You're going to look it up? Look it up. But, but, Larry, Larry Charles Parking Garage. But in all honesty, by this stage, you would not let Lane into your car. She comes off as crazy. I don't care yeah. if she is Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Exactly right. <laughs> so, Larry Charles. Because he's got that kind of... Yeah, it is It is Larry Charles. Apparently. Is it? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got that kind of shaman look about him, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah I, I like that Seinfeld incorporates his writers and... It's, yeah. it's staff into the show every now and again like you've got Larry David speaking and things like that yeah it's cool It's just, it very much feels like a um, a, a family the Seinfeld mm. show doesn't it it's not just the, the cast and the writers it's they're all in it they're, they're all in they're all part of it but yeah so so uh, Larry Charles ignores her and then we get you know Elaine saying it's it's not me talking it's it's science <laughs> then Jerry's bladder uh, explaining how how does it know when I'm at a department store how does it know and I've got here this is Nicola Ever we walk out that front door, Nicola has to pee. I'm like, oh, dear. why did you wee before we leave? And like, so she always makes sure she goes before we leave. <laughs> what are you, if Will we- Smith? Why don't you wee before we leave? <laughs> why don't you wee in our fucking house? <laughs> so, so then we get there. Whenever we get out of the car, Nicola's like, oh, busting for a wee. I'm like, you just went. <laughs> she, she, she always falls on the, I had two kids, babe. My bladder's not what it was. I'm well, like, true, yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> That's that's a, a, the ace up her sleeve, I reckon. Yes, but I've never... This is before we had kids. I've never been to see a film with Nicola where she hasn't had to go mid-film to win. Oh, okay. Before, so, mid, and after. So she's got form. <laughs> she's consistent. <laughs> she's very consistent. It's amazing how shopping makes me have to go. How does my bladder know I'm in a department store? Why don't you just go? No, I can't. Don't you get tired of following rules? You think I'm too cautious? Well, why be uncomfortable if you don't have to? It's organic. Organic. So is Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett? He's a comedian. I know. All right, all right. Hey, you can go over here. I can manage. George! Okay, let's go. Come on. Kramer. You just know it's going to end badly. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. of course it is. And he gets caught. But I've got here. So, could Kramer have really been that far away when he got caught? Like, how long was he weighing for? (laughs) True. Because all of a sudden, Jerry's missing. And I'm like, did Kramer just ditch him to do a wee? (laughs) I know he said, oh, George. And he goes to see George. But we come back from commercial and Jerry's now in the security officer's uh, office, I guess you could say. And he's talking about how he's got no bloody control. He's had it, none of his none of it uh, control his whole life. Is it worth dying for? <laughs> what, what is it? What's, what's the condition tit- that? Yeah, titus or something. I don't Tysis? know if it's a real condition. I thought it was something he made up. Uromycetitis. Uh, it must be Uromycetitis. It has to be a real thing. Let me have a look. <laughs> Described simply, it is caused by prolonged failure to evacuate the contents of the bladder and can result in serious infection of the lower ur- urinary tract, known mm. as Uromycetitis poisoning. Yep. That's the thing. <laughs> wow. Hopefully, we never get that. Jerry's blinding us with science. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, he says he's, he said he's got he's got a, a, a peeing license for peeing in public, but his brother took it. <laughs> his little brother and his friends just peeing all <laughs> right, over right the town. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's now yelling out for Jerry. This is, this is the George line. Man goes for a wee, disappears. It's like a science fiction story. I just laughed so hard when he said that. It's just no one else could have played George. Jason's just perfect. Yes. Elaine goes to another level. George is like, no. No, because when you go, Jerry will come back and we'll never find you. She's like, I'll be right back. Don't worry No, no. Uh, Don't get separated. No. What's the point? We're all going to die anyway. I was like, (laughs) well, you have just escalated this, Josh. (laughs) But then Kramer, they have a real DNM here, don't they? They do. Does that bother you? Yeah. Of course it bothers me. (laughs) I think if you were reaching this stage of the situation where, you know, you can't find your car no matter how hard you look, your friends are disappearing on you. It would prompt some kind of existential crisis. You'd be like, what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, like to quote Fire Club, it's ending one second at a time and I'm spending precious seconds in this fucking parking garage. <laughs> oh, you would be you would be livid, wouldn't you? If you, you would if be. Your, if your mate couldn't find the fucking car park. Uh, that's amazing. Anyway, but uh, so we cut to Jerry now back in the office. He claims that you know I wasn't I wasn't weeing I was just pouring water. Yeah, it's just an amusing case of mistaken identity. I love the <laughs> commitment. You know, he's just he's trying to get out of it. You would try to get out of it though, wouldn't of you? Because you I would. mean, it's such a embarrassing thing. It's an undignified thing. <laughs> it's just, I, I, if you if you're pissing on a tree out in the street, that's one thing. But when you have to say to someone, "I was pissing on the wall in the in the parking garage," it's like, oh, it's kind of dirty, man. <laughs> it is a little, yeah. yeah. Although. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I, I work from home, as you know. I've got my little office with my looking out into the into the street. I, I was looking out on the uh, on the street. Some guy was pumping Middle Eastern dance music out of his car, very loud in the mm. quiet suburb of Hearn Hill. Pulls up. He's about maybe a hundred hundred no less than hundred meters away from my house. Gets out of the car, stands next to a tree on the nature strip, and takes a piss. <laughs> This is at like two o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday. And then he just gets back in his car and drives off. Oomph, 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 oomph. Like, he wasn't even trying to hide it. Wasn't even trying to hide it. Was, Maybe he was a fun boy getting your room. I was absolutely flabbergasted. The, <laughs> just trying to imagine, like, if he's pissing on your tree on your nature strip, you're looking at. Is that motherfucker? Is he? A down? Is he? He's not gonna. Yeah. Wait a minute. He is. You just bang on the window. Oi! Oi! Yeah. If he done, if he did it on one of my nature strips, then I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be knocking on the window and doing the big shrug, like, what the fuck? Like, like, Lee Trevino from Happy Gilmore just shaking yeah. your head. No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can't believe that actually happened. Did you watch the entire event? Yeah. I mean, it was over. It was over and done so quickly. I mean, but he, he wasn't like lingering. He got out he, in the middle of the afternoon, in the middle of suburbia. With music blaring. Music he blaring like from his car. Yeah, pretty loud. <laughs> pulls out his wang, takes a piss, zips up, pisses off. Good wang? Couldn't, couldn't, too far away to see the wang. <laughs> Plus, he had his back to me. But uh, Okay. <laughs> Maybe he was just pouring water then. Mistaken, That's true. mistaken identity. This could be a, a delightful <laughs> case of mistaken identity, in which case I apologise to that gentleman. But, yes, yeah, so Jerry, yeah, he's trying to get out of it. It's not going to happen at all. Elaine's continuing to ask people, you can't? That's not a reason. You just don't want to. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Good for that guy. Well, at, least, at least he's honest. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. I, uh, I want to apologize. Uh, I was frightened. I said crazy things. I obviously offended you. I insulted your intelligence. The eromycetosis, the water bottle. I made all that up. And now I'm going to tell you the truth. Today, my parents are celebrating their uh, 50th, well, I'm jumping ahead here, their 47th wedding anniversary, and we made plans to spend the evening together. They're meeting me in front of my building at 6.15. What I haven't told you, or anyone else for that matter, is that my father's been in a red Chinese prison for the past 14 years. They cut to Kramer and George just... A random conversation where we're talking about the inspector. What inspector are they talking I about? I don't know, but it's a weird sort of fat fetish story. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with anything. I was like, what on earth? Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, know if 
Larry David's inspiration ran dry and he was just like, you guys riff. You know, yeah, Michael, yeah. come up with something. Because it does feel kind of out of keeping with the rest of the tone of the rest of the, of the, of the screen. Yeah. If you know what I mean? It's like they just needed a reason for Kramer to grab George's stomach so he can go into the toilet as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he, he also says, I'm not going to go. I'm not going in public like this. It's like, oh, well, yeah. It's just like Jerry. Hey, 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 hey. I'm nothing like Jerry. I'll do it. Security guard finds him straight away. He then get, arrives at the office, who's giving the same anniversary story, sees <laughs> Jerry. We then get Kramer and Elaine just yelling out by themselves, just trying to find Jerry. And is it just Jerry? Maybe George as well. I think so. Anyway, we get some stand-up here. Just, yeah, the, 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 the look back. I think this is one of my favorite stand-up routines mm. we've had so far on the show. Just <laughs> the look back. It's like, uh-oh, now we're in trouble. Jerry and George are now out. They're explaining their story of his dad staying with General Chang. Well, what happened was my father was staying at the home of one of Red China's great military leaders, General Chang, who, by the way, came up with the recipe for General Chang's chicken. chicken. You know the one with the red pepper and the orange peel? It's such a one guard. Sure, I eat it all the time. Very spicy. Well, apparently, General Chang is a very flamboyant man. Complete failure as a general, but a hell of a cook. They then see the Mercedes parked across several parks, and George here is everyone when they see an expensive car being a douchebag. It's like, who does this motherfucker think he is? Yeah, the... There is someone in Dando and I's hometown, uh, we're not going to name names, but they drive a very expensive continental motor car around town. It's like, this car and Geelong do not mix. Who do you think you are? Yeah, and it's not sort of a, you know, this guy's a show-off or anything like that. I mean, yeah, he's earned his money and he's earned the right to, you know, have a car like that, but... You've got- Underpay people so we can afford it? That, there is that. <laughs> okay, maybe you didn't earn it. But understand where you are. A high-end Mercedes, yeah, that works in Geelong. The late, the latest late model BMW, certainly. But, you know, a Lambo or a something else? No! <laughs> not happening. What are you doing? Yeah, Blithering it's, idiot. It's just not Geelong. And you claim to be the... Never mind. <laughs> and the thing is with Geelong, if you drive a car like that around, it's getting keyed. It is. It's getting keyed or getting egged. Yes, exactly you, right. You better have like a high security, top-notch garage. Personal security guard just for the car. Indeed. <laughs> George wants to spit on it. And I was like, oh, it's a bit excessive. But hey, <laughs> but, you know. I love Jerry. I would like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> He's that Jerry's that kid who's like, I dare you to throw that yeah, in the car. You know, and, and then- Blames the other guy. I didn't do it. <laughs> Dare you to eat that dead mouse. <laughs> you wouldn't do it. <laughs> I, I didn't think you'd do it. But I love the the way this is all handled. So George is about to spit in the whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine then arrives and they're both proud of their tickets for, for Ween in public <laughs> and the fish is not looking very good then we get the gym junkies who arrive and they won't help either and Elaine we're all really impressed <laughs> George's like shut up we're gonna get beaten up but did you see um, Jerry here no something, something like you know, uh, 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 this isn't the quote but something like arms of steel baby like, like oh, that's like right. he's gonna take them on <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a situation oh, Jerry, like Jerry, that Jerry, though, I'm, I'm, I'm packing the heat packing, packing the heat, heat yeah that's right yeah you ever been in a situation like that where a girl might mouth off to some guy and, you, and you're like take it easy I'm the one who's gonna have to step up here <laughs> That happened when uh, we. I've told the story on it would have been Four Finger Discat when we bought the fake tickets from the subway guy. In, oh in yeah, New York, and we, we went back down to the station again. He was fucking there. Like, well, he wasn't there. Then he was there out of, out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to say? And then Nicholas, I, I, no, I yelled at Oi. And he looked at me and I was like, okay, I'm going to pee my pants now because I'm like, this guy's <laughs> he's a big man. He's going to kill me. <laughs> and then Nicholas walks up and he's just like, no, no, no. What happened was I was like, dude, these tickets were fake, and he's like. I don't think they are. And then Nicholas just like, yeah, they fucking are. And the fucking hand was going. And I was oh like, my oh, God. we're going to get shot. We're going to get shot. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't get shot. No, that's true. And the guy was somewhat, I think he was, I, I want to say he was like impressed of Nicholas' gangster attitude. He was like, no. you know what? I could kill you, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I'll give you your money back. Good day to you. <laughs> nice work, Nicola. But yes, exactly. So now they can't find Kramer. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> George is the, forever the pessimist, the pessimist. And the car with fumes drives by. That does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, every once in a while. In, yeah. in a confined space like a parking garage, ew, the worst. I hate it when you've got the air conditioner going and the car in front of you's got the fumes. It's like, oh. Ah, now I'm getting this. 
I need this on, but now I'm dying from the fumes. But uh, <laughs> thankfully for these guys, Michelle arrives and she agrees to help them. She seems so nice. Yeah, she seems lovely. She's and keen on George. I love George that. Like, Hi, oh. Michelle. I'm George. <laughs> yes. I like the look that George gives Jerry as he's getting into the car. Mm. He's like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been right. Unfortunately, it does not happen because he references Al Ron Hubbard, <laughs> who is... Who, Mr. Davis? Yeah, science, uh, science fiction author and the founder of the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Man, those Scientologists can be pretty sensitive. <laughs> then they find the car, but Kramer's not there. <laughs> so they decide, oh, well, we're just going to have to wait by the car until he arrives. And they're, they're sitting there, and t- clearly a long time has gone by. <laughs> Kramer arrives then uh, with, the air, with the air conditioner. He's found it. And it's now 7.45. Well, at least there'll be no traffic. Was it 7.45 or 7.15? 7.45. Oh, okay. Play start, 8 o'clock. Yeah, okay. Like 15 minutes away. <laughs> now, yeah. it took me until this part of the episode to realise, oh, yeah, this is all pre-phones, pre-mobiles. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in a different uh, in a different time, George can get on the oh, – or text his parents and say, ah, running late, or, ah, sorry. But um, they're probably just out the front going, oh, George, or something that's like what he, That's what they had, the, they had the discussion about the car phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So the fish have died. The play, they're late for the play. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And um, then the car just doesn't start. And it's the perfect ending to this episode. It feels like, like it's so perfect that it just feels like, oh well, of course that's the ending. You know, it just yeah. it feels like the, I don't want to say cliche, but it's just the obvious ending to this episode. Or well, it's just crazy uh, to think that this wasn't the ending. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes when you say the obvious ending, it's like, oh yeah, but it's like. Oh, well, what else are you going to do? This just this yeah. is just perfect. Obvious doesn't mean bad all the time. No. no. The right choice. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it ends with some stand-up discussing how the, the mall gar- garage all looks the same. It should, they should, instead of having like purple 23, it should say, your mother's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're parked and my father's an abusive alcoholic. Yes, you would then remember it. So, yes, the parking garage, one of my favourite episodes of all time because I really loved how different this was. I remember when I first got into Seinfeld, I got into it because I appreciated the ground the show broke and how they were willing to go, fuck you to the norm and <laughs> do what they wanted and basically lay the groundwork for a whole new era of sitcoms. Very much um, so. And it was episodes like this that really did that. And I, I just really, really appreciated it. The Chinese Restaurant's another one of my favorites. But yeah, for me, I will. I understand your your opinion when it comes to like it's not necessarily the funniest. I but I I can really appreciate, and that's what I love about it. Appreciate how it was made. Yeah, and also that's not to say that it's not funny because it actually is. Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Alrighty, it's time for a couple of mailbag questions here. Ooh. If you do have questions for us, talkingseinfeld at gmail.com. This one comes from Steve Macklin. Steve says. Hey guys, have you ever gotten lost before? I once got lost in Paris looking for a particular restaurant that my friend was waiting at. I didn't know what it was called or the address. I just knew how to get there from our hotel, or so I thought. After about half an hour, I realized I had taken the wrong street, so I simply called a cab back to our hotel and started again with my friend directing me the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this obviously must have been a long time ago before Google Maps. So yeah, so we had him on the phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Have you ever gotten lost, Mr. Davis? I remember Nicola and I got lost in that maze in Drysdale here. Is it, Dry- no, is it Drysdale? Yeah, the, the one that's yeah. near the mini golf out on the Wallington Highway in Wallington there. It's called Amazing Things. <laughs> and um, yeah, and Nicola and I were there and we kind of felt like Georgie. We were like, like some rats in some experiment. And it was like really hot. We, we, it was one of those things where we were like, we played mini golf and we're like, oh, we've got an extra, extra hour. We could we can probably do this. Let's, let's do it. You know, it's just for kids. We can do this. Two hours later, we're like, Nicola's dying of sunstroke. Oh, she was no. like, she was almost throwing up because we just went to Mexican graffiti for lunch. So she was full of Mexican. Oh no! We're stuck, we're stuck on our feet in this bad burrito. Maze. Yes, bad burrito stuck in this maze in the scorching heat. Not a great day in the end. So that we got lost in the maze. How about yourself? Have you ever been lost? I'm sure I haven't. I'm trying to remember. Okay, I mean. I was certainly lost when I was a kid. I mean, my mum will still say, remember that time you got lost in Adelaide? And I'm like, not really, because I was like four. <laughs> She's like, it was terrifying. You were lost for a little while. We thought we'd lost you. And I'm like, oh, well, clearly didn't. I'm still here. But um, yeah. I was probably like, hey, Adelaide's nice. <laughs> I'm sure there have been road trips that I've taken where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I probably should have taken that. That turn off, it, yeah, it would have been quicker for me to go that way. That's all right, I'm on here. I'll merge back in another way. Next thing you know, I was like, am I going to get to where I'm going? 
I'm not sure. <laughs> so I mean, if, if you're in a city now, you can't get lost if you have a phone with Google Maps. You just can't get lost. No, you can't. But, but you know, as you're saying before Google Maps, and remember we used to have to use the um the Melways. The Melways. Yeah. Oh my god! And it wouldn't be updated when they'd fix a road up. It's like <laughs> no, they, they they upgraded the highway back in October, so you fucked. <laughs> it's like what? What's going on here? <laughs> many many a road trip with my family of mum and dad just not getting along <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone's going to be the navigator and uh, the lovely louise well her, her respect for me has diminished just a tiny tiny bit when she realizes that i've got fuck all sense of direction when it comes to maps and things like particularly like google maps um she's like now where are you listening no you've got to go out and i'm like mm, i don't really do it this way i just sort of good luck everybody <laughs> <laughs> good luck we'll get there eventually Nicola, um, Nicola now knows when I'm driving, she's directing. You've got to give me like at least two instructions ahead. I oh, need to yeah. know left lane. You're going like look, look ahead. What's the next lane? Am I turning left? Tell me what lane to be in. Don't wait till you know. Yeah, two hundred meters. Turn left. Yeah. I'm in the fucking right lane. Like Nicola, you knew I was turning left. What are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> she now knows. She's very I'm, good now. I'm always dreadful like that though because I'm afraid that I'm mansplaining. If I'm navigating while Lou's driving, I'll be like, right, you got to turn in two hundred meters and like. Yeah, the map. I know. Yeah, it just said that. Siri just said that. Why are you repeating it? <laughs> I'm like Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest. All I do is repeat the um, what the computer says. Last question is one's from Julie. Hey, Julie. Julie says, "Do you guys own any Seinfeld merch?" She has several shirts and a Seinfeld clue, but never really saw that much merchandise for the show, particularly in the '90s. Thanks for the great podcast. Love hearing the Aussie perspective. I have several Seinfeld shirts. I've got a Seinfeld jumper, which I'd love from our friends or my friend at UncleRico.com. If you're looking for a really cool movie-based jumpers and sweaters, go to UncleRico.com.au. That's where I got my Kramer one, which is the, the Kramer painted <laughs> on the front and back, the the overall. Like, what would you call that? Just a overall print? I don't know. The, basically de- the, the enti- decal? Yeah, the entire jumper is the painting on oh, the front okay. and back. I've also got George posing as well. When he's on the um, on the couch in his undies, yeah, that's a good jumper. They got a uh, Seinfeld Newman, uh, Seinfeld Kramer, sorry, uh, Newman and Kramer, I should say, uh, t-shirt, uh, Kramer and Co. What else have I got? I've got some like, some pops and stuff like that. Yeah. But for a long time, Seinfeld just didn't merchandise the brand all that often. Um, it just wasn't. It was one of those things where he's like, I make enough from fucking royalties, yeah, from, from residuals, uh, reruns, yeah. So why would I bother merchandising it myself out? I, I and don't then so. realize more money. Yeah, here comes the money. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they released a bunch of pops last year. I've got a few of those, but oh, I've also actually got Seinfeld Lego, which we haven't built yet. I cannot oh. wait to build the Seinfeld Lego of Jerry's apartment. I'm really looking forward to that. What about yourself? Do you have anything Seinfeld based? I don't have any Seinfeld merch because clearly Dando has it all. <laughs> yes. Well, what's your favourite TV based merch that you have? TV show based merch. TV merch. That's a good question. Do you have an action? Or even like movies? Like, what's your favourite like toy or? Well. I mean, I know they catch a bit of flack, but I'm partial to the pops. I mean, yep. when when you and I were working at pop culture, and Dando, of course, is still there, but uh, hmm. you know, I, there was one guy in particular who I worked with who was like, oh, there's landfill, bloody pops. You know, he hate, he hated Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, shout out to Eddie. <laughs> Good guy, I miss him. Yeah. Um, but he hated, he hated them. But I'm like, I don't mind the simplicity of them, you know, and I like that they did their... They did the hard yards in convincing people to sign over their likenesses. You know, it may seem like antithetical to the spirit of punk rock thrash grunge that there's a Kurt Cobain Funko Pop Pop. vinyl. But I don't know. I kind of – I admire the gumption that uh, the fine folks at Funko went to the estate of Kurt Cobain, knocked on Courtney Love's door and said, can we make a little action figure of Kurt? And they said – yeah, hey, why not? You know, and the, the Simpsons ones are awesome. I really the, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror ones. I've got the whole lot of them. I really, really enjoy yeah. them. And yeah, I mean, I I've got some TV ones. I mean, I think I've I've got a Don Draper. Did I end up getting you the um the Purge that you wanted? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So what? Which ones have I got? I've got like Butch Coolidge from um from Pop Fiction. Shout out to Bruce Willis, by the way. We'll probably talk about him on a, a yeah. later episode. Uh, uh, the Black Hole. You got the Black Hole, didn't the you? The Black Hole. Maximilian from the Black Hole. I mean, who, who the fuck makes the Black Hole merch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, who else? Uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling from La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blade. 
um, a transparent predator. Yeah, I, I just like having those just around the around the way. Just, you know, where you least expect to look at those. Oh, there it is. Oh, Reddington from The Blacklist, my man James yes. Spader. Do you know <laughs> I think that was the first th- one I got. That's worth about 300 bucks now. For real? Yeah. It's out of the box, though. Do you still have the box? Probably not. Probably get about 100 bucks for it then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cha-ching! Yeah. <laughs> I, um... What was I going to say? I feel like with the Seinfeld license, though, I feel like Seinfeld must have said you got one run because mm. they released like 20 pops all at once. They usually <laughs> do like a couple, a couple, a couple here and there. They're like, here is everyone we can make at once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is our merch that we have. Thank you for the question. Julie, if you do have a question for us or a message, just send it to talkingseinfeld at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, to, uh, who, uh, who has listened to the show so far. I hope you're enjoying it. This has been our review of the parking garage. Next week, we are, or the next episode, we're going to be reviewing the cafe, which I'm looking forward to reviewing as well. But I was very excited to review this one. And I hope you guys enjoyed our review. Thank you once again for tuning into the show and supporting us. It is much appreciated. If you do want early access to the show, you can do so by being a member of the Four Figure Discount family. Uh, this show is part of the Four Finger Discount Network. You can go to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount where for as little as one single dollar do, you can get access to our exclusive Facebook community as well where you get to banter with Guy and myself on a daily basis. Early access to all of our shows, including this, going down to South Park, Four Finger Discount, our Simpsons show, the one about friends, uh, and you also get our Patreon exclusive, Tales of Futurama. So if you want plenty of Guy and Dando in your lives, just go to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Please also continue to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify wherever you listen to the show that'll be much appreciated as well but for now Mr. Davis any final words for our incredible listeners out there oh yeah certainly Uh, uh, I punctured my scrotum